0: Yeah,
1: here, we're fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage.
2: We're a music podcast. For music lovers.
1: Welcome, welcome. I am Mike here with... I'm Luke. I'm Jeff. And Jeff. Um, what's going on, guys? How are we doing? Uh... Fantastic. Good. Very good. <laughs> well, some would
2: say
0: boomastic. <laughs> oh, some
1: would say. But before we get into uh, the bombastic part of this podcast, uh, just a quick reminder to all listeners. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, go ahead and comment and all that good stuff. Um I'm awaken. Really,
2: I'm really proud of you that you remembered to say it in the beginning of the show because I didn't remember. Share with friends.
1: Share family, with friends. Yes. We're countrymen. getting we're getting more views than we have subscribers. So I know that you're watching, so go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Please. We very, very much appreciate it. Also rate us on Apple uh on Apple podcast as well also an exciting news announcement you can now view our video podcast on Spotify uh, oh. streaming as well so you can get video on Spotify and also on YouTube oh. so yes onward we go though because I've got some very very exciting news in the world of academia, uh, he was once known as Mister Bombastic. Now, maybe Doctor Bombastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shaggy himself, the reggae and dance hall music sensation of the 1990s, received uh, a, uh,
3: not, eternal.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry. How dare I <laughs> confine his timeless classics to the to the decade of the 90s? Uh, received an honorable doctorate degree from the prestigious ivy league mm. college brown university and gave a commencement speech uh to the class of 2020 which i thought was interesting they didn't i from what i understand they didn't actually get a proper graduation sure. and so all they that didn't stuff.
2: really get a proper commencement guys <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh i beg to differ i don't know i watched
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they announced each name and then they did that reggae <laughs> <laughs> <the laughs> air horn after each name
1: yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: Boom. Janice They had a steel drum band. <laughs> uh, steel steel drum in circumstances.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so what is Shaggy been up to, and well, why Shaggy, why did he get to commence this?
1: Well, as it turns out, <laughs> as it turns out, let me let me uh, get my pull, pull up my notes here, my handwritten notes. Um, Well, I mean, okay, so I thought it was kind of strange that Shaggy would get an honorable doctorate degree. But I mean, Taylor Swift just got one from New York University. Yeah, it seems she's like really this... relevant,
2: though. You think the Ivy League school would have like reached well, out to her? Well,
1: listen, Shaggy was once relevant as well, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently, I didn't realize this, but he uh, he's a philanthropist. He has like a charity, oh, uh, and he's like raised over a hundred million dollars uh, of, of donations that went back into. Uh, jamaica and like the school systems and the health mm-hmm. systems and all that stuff like he's really you can't like bury
2: the lead on me I, you can't let me crap on shaggy for like four minutes and i'd be like he's like he's
3: a actually qu- a good
1: man Jesus. yeah no no take it take the hit take the <laughs> fucking hit luke <laughs> take what's coming to you i'm ashamed um i'd like to apologize Ga- to the Gandhi,
3: shaggy martin luther king <laughs> shaggy <laughs>
1: Nelson
2: Mandela.
0: <laughs> this may be my favorite Shaggy segment. Shaggy again. <laughs> uh,
2: my favorite segments on the show so far might have been every time we cover commencement speeches by, by musical by artists. By musical artists, yeah. So um, Shaggy's been like a real a real tight dude. He's been really yeah. holding it down for everybody.
1: Yeah, he has. And, you know, all right, yeah, maybe there's, you know, he's become sort of a meme or something, like, if you want to call it that. Um, but I, I, I did listen to the commencement speech, and I definitely... Uh, suggest that you watch it because it's it's worth the watch. It's only like you know 19 minutes yeah. long, and then he does like a he it's does like a medley. It's only a full <laughs> length. <dude. laughs> Continue. But, but then he does a great medley at the end too. <laughs> of course, I
2: did watch this part of it. Yeah,
1: so he did a medley, but um, he did talk about like some of the you know some of the things that he did in terms of his career, uh, and so I guess Mr. boombastic and so Mr. Boombastic debuted at number one in the U.K. charts, number two in the U.S. It's the first time a reggae dance hall single debuted at the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. And also the song Summertime charted at number three in the U.K. charts. So that's the first time that a reggae dancehall artist has had two singles in the top five on two separate continents. So it's a bit of a feat. Uh, and first, that was
3: ninety five ish, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, yeah something uh, somewhere around there. And then the Hot Shot album was the first and only number one dance mm. hall album to go diamond. diamond. I remember that. To
3: date. I remember on his episode of M T V Cribs <laughs> I was mentioned he had a diamond record with hot shot.
1: <laughs> he said it with a bottle of cristal in one hand yeah. and Scarface in the other. <laughs> a, a
2: diamond record is no joke. He probably he probably really I'm like he, I'm clowning and shaggy over because, like in America he's pretty much like two hit wonder kind yeah, of thing, like sure. was a was a fan. Three hit. Three hit.
3: Angel. Mm-hmm. That was the other big hit on Hot Shot.
2: Can you sing that one for me?
3: I'm, well, the hook is an interpolation. <coughs> oh, you're
2: my angel. oh my god, you're my yeah, yes,
1: angel. yes. <laughs> ba, 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 <laughs> thank you, thank you. I wasn't <laughs> gonna do it. <laughs>
0: Oh, God.
1: Yeah. Uh, It wasn't me. That was another one. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, he probably, if you have a diamond album, you really made out. He said he. You really made out. I think the song
1: Angel and I think it wasn't me, those two (laughs) singles, like, because I guess you can, you can, um, It might have been, maybe maybe it was the album that those two were on, because I don't think those two songs were on Hotshot. They must have been on the second album.
3: No, those were both Hotshot. Those were both Hotshot? Which was
1: his big, big album. Right, right. Um, But he was saying something along the lines of, like, he was selling, like, 500,000 copies a week. And 500,000 copies, I guess, is a gold. Right. Is a gold. Mm -hmm. So he was getting a gold (laughs) record album status. yeah. Once a week until he reached diamond right. status. So well, it's like.
3: Well, and that was diamond in America, too. Also, right. this so that was, was, in, that was 10 million
1: only in America. That's not counting right. the this UK is in the and year 2000. Other, 2000. In the year all 2000. All yeah. 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 Well, so, I mean, it's a big feat, man. And that's the thing is, it's like, you know, and he was talking about how, you know, because he moved to the United States, he moved to, uh, uh, to New York from Jamaica he joined the United States military he was in the Marine Corps he served in the Gulf War and Desert Storm and then like he retired military and then started he only went into the military to get the GI bill but ended up not going to college and just like the first um, a song called uh, I think it's Oh Carolina um, it was a number one single on the UK charts and that was his first million dollar deal with Virgin Records and then he got another million dollar deal and then like his actual, uh, his whole career, musical career, you know, took off and... um you know, it's he gives a great anecdote about meeting James Brown and touring with James mm-hmm. Brown and, like, some advice that James Brown had given him. <laughs> and uh, you could tell that, like, nobody in the audience even knew what the hell he was talking about because they're like, who's James Brown? <laughs> you know, and he's doing, like, a James Brown impression. The hardest working band He's like, Shaggy! Who is he? Shaggy! <laughs> they can take your wife. They can take your house. They can take your money. But they can't <laughs> oh take my it down. Oh, gosh. Apparently, that's what Shaggy was told by James Brown. Anyway... Um,
3: yeah, honorary doctor doctorates are interesting because every institution gives them to a whole wide range of
1: people.
2: I saw Martin Sheen one time at the only high school or college graduation I went to. Wow,
1: really? Yeah, it was boring. You saw Martin Sheen at a high school graduation?
2: No, I I meant to say college. Oh, it college. was the only college graduation I went to. Mm. It was not mine. And Martin
1: um, and Martin Sheen was there. He gave the commencement speech. Wow, it was um. But he didn't get any sort of honorary degree. I don't know. I no. wasn't
2: paying attention.
3: It was just yeah. the voiceover from Apocalypse Now. It,
2: you're <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Let me just let me just say, sitting in the room, you couldn't hear like you couldn't hear shit. No, it was just yeah. like you. It was like Martin. He was like, Martin,
1: like oh Martin. Oh no, my. Like, okay. Oh Martin. Mm. Um, but anyway, so our congratulations to shaggy his commencement speech was was very very good he was very very <laughs> humble and
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um i would also like to apologize to uh the shaggy estate uh for slandering him for the slander i laid on him before, yeah, before i learned of his um his honorary
3: his military service and his, and his philanthropic contributions.
2: His <laughs> He's a, he's
3: a, yeah, he was Thank a marine man. He was a badass. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um so yeah, definitely check it out. It was really, really good. He's very um you know, it's very real. I don't know. Yeah, I, and,
3: and Shaggy I, singing Mr. Boombastic in the full gown. Come
1: on, that was so good. It was so funny. It it's was so, so funny. funny. It was so so good. He does the full bit. He does you know Mr. fantastic. It's so good. So good. It's so so good. Also,
2: I'd like to apologize for anyone that can see the fly flying around. Oh our yeah, heads. this fly is killing me right now. Yeah, it's really. Oh,
1: I don't notice. Um. Anyway, so moving on. Our congratulations to Shaggy. Um. And, uh, much like we've done in the past couple episodes, we are celebrating an anniversary of mm-hmm. an album. Luke, why don't you tell us if uh, if the album sitting behind me didn't give it away?
2: Uh, we are going to talk about the Rolling Stones XL on Main Street. Yes. Uh, Rowling stones. It came out in 1972 in May of the 26th, um, which was not that long ago. I know I read that backwards because I read it backwards. So in May of the 26th, <laughs> the year kind of of our Lord like, 7219. Alien date. <laughs> I re- I literally read it like dyslexic when I like I had to go backwards. On it's my, okay. On my the Stones chair. Rolling <laughs> celebrate
1: their anniversary.
2: Um. So yeah, it was released on May 26, nineteen seventy two. It was a short fifty years ago. So uh, <laughs> we are going to uh, talk about it and yep. uh you know get into it. We talked about Goats Head Soup a couple weeks ago. Yes. Um. This is uh, I think the better album, the album before, it, and what most people would say is their. Best record. It's debatable, but here we go. So Yeah. Excellent Main Street. Excellent Main Street. I went nuts with this record like hmm. right around the anniversary of this, like the week before. I listened to it every day for a week straight, sometimes two times in one day. Um I got really familiar with it. Um before that I was pretty semi familiar with it. I was stupid familiar with the first two sides of it. Um, side 3 and side 4 I was not as familiar with, but um really got acquainted with that on um, my re-listen this year. So what did you guys think initially? What was your guys's, you know, thought about it now?
3: Um I had maybe ever listened to this album like 3 times ever. Um I'm just not the biggest Rolling Stones fan. Mm-hmm. I I love the singles, but um, even that that couple albums that i do like the most which would be sticky fingers and let it bleed those albums are 10 11 songs and there's still like two or three on each of those albums that i'm just like ugh, yeah like ugh. but um i i enjoyed listening to this when we actually sat down the task to listen to this whole thing from to back um it's like an hour and eight minutes uh and it's like the stonesiest stones record because it's like the Stones are an electric blues band. They aren't. They aren't trying to do when they do forays into different styles of music, a la like the Beatles. They're kind of dipping their toes in, but this is what they do, which is rough and tumble live in the studio. The overdubs are kind of sloppy. The singing's kind of messy, um, and it's just like you can hear the sweat and the dampness of the room and like how boozy they all are and all that stuff. Um, I enjoyed it. I would say after you know putting those putting this up against sticky fingers which is my favorite stones album. I think this is a more consistent record. I like the highs of sticky fingers more than the highs of this, but I think if I'm going to suggest a record to listen to of the stones it's this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this was one that I remember I had received as a gift along with sticky fingers one year, you know, for Christmas or something like that when I first started getting into uh collecting records and you know, sticky fingers for me was probably you know, the first time I ever really like dove deep into the Rolling Stones, and this album kind of just sat and collected dust on the on on the record shelf for a while. I think it was because maybe it was because, you know, it's a double album, and it seemed a bit intimidating to me. And you know, I mean, even the album cover—I don't know what it is about the album cover—but there was something with me where I'm like, I just don't know about this record yet. You know, um, of course, I knew, you know, some of you know, "Tumble and Dice," obviously, "Sweet Virginia." You know, there's a couple tracks on here. That I was familiar with, of course, but um, but like, like what Jeff said, I mean, um, the Stones, there's just this thing about them where it's loose and kind of sleazy and kind of, you know, it's got that sort of lean to it mm. and, you know, all that stuff, and um, and yeah, I just love it. And also, obviously, uh, you know, Mick Taylor's playing is fucking, you know, top notch, but mm. um, you know, it, it's it's, I would say in comparison to the two, I'm more of a sticky fingers guy, mm. Um, but I think that this is a great, an absolutely fantastic Stones album. You know, so back.
2: as far as being like the complete Stones package of them being like Jeff said, the Electric Blues Band, like that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I and he said this is probably the pinnacle of that. So to speak to that, the first album, the first side of this record, if you're listening to it on vinyl, is straight up like the rock and roll to the core like what they do you starts off with a rocks off or yeah rocks off and then rip this joint like Mm -hmm. the one two is like classic um the third song shake your hips is a slim harpo cover Mm -hmm. um really jazzy um almost no drums on it um then you get casino buggy into tumbling dice um you know really crowding out almost every kind of rock and roll in five songs like Mm -hmm. in that kind of guitar structure and then the second side is all acoustic um, uh, bass songs and the switch up of that for the double album is amazing because it's like, it doesn't hit you with like 10 guitars, hard rock guitar songs in a row. Mm. Like it starts off with sweet Virginia, which is like saxophony. It's soulful. It mm. has all the roots of like American music. That's the other thing about this album too. Mm. The album cover is, um, Uh, Sideshow Like freak show Performers And it's like Americana Into its core It's This album is Like Searching for the American spirit Of the blues Mm. From the Delta And that's like The whole Stylistic around it Even to Like um I said like You have the acoustic side It kind of turns into
3: Some gospel Type of Yes
2: Gospel is like Kind of on side Three And Mm -hmm. then four Experiments with like Gospel and Mm R&B music So that it, this album touches on all the things and like jeff said it does the stones do this what the stones do the best um i think in like the later half of the album shine a light is a great example of like mm. the um uh gospel mm-hmm. soulfulness mm-hmm. of the stones and honestly that's a pretty like shine a light the name of that um scorsese doc mm-hmm. um live show doc but um it's really an underrated Stones tune. Uh-huh. It's a fucking killer Stones tune. Yeah. It's buried so far back on the record. But, um, like, Shine the Light's really good. Um, Even, like, a later rocker on the record, all down the line, like, with uh-huh. the slide guitar. Like, uh-huh. you know, great tunes all over the place. Um, You know, and then uh, we were talking beforehand. I don't know if we said before the... We started rolling but turd on the run is like a great like um almost like garage punk mm. like mm. like down now down now down and now now it's got great slide part on it it's fucking cool's tune yeah um i mean i just i really do i like this record more than sticky fingers i think it has way better songs than sticky fingers mm. but i do agree with jeff i like the highs of sticky fingers better right. you got like brown sugars and the bitch and they're right. really like popping like great fucking yeah. tunes this is more of a you gotta sit with it for a little bit because mm. it's there's so much on it yeah um good road trip record i think
3: well it was, it was made on the road mobile recording studio while yep. they're escaping t- tax issues in england so it's all recorded mobily in france um, by uh engineers were uh, glenn and andy johns and then produced by jimmy miller and jimmy miller actually is the drummer on like a lot Three of or four tunes. of the seventeen, eighteen songs, whatever the album is.
2: Right. You also get yep. in the classic um, uh, 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 Keith Richards tune "Happy" on here, oh, which sure. I think Lead Jim, vocals. Yep. Yeah. And like I think Jimmy Miller plays drums on that. Yeah. Um, but it's all stuff like that. It's like um, I the think,
3: guitarists are playing bass on on over half the album.
2: Yeah, Bill Wyman. Bill
3: Wyman's on eight songs, maybe yeah, seven he or eight barely songs. Barely plays yeah. on this
2: record. And it's a lot of. I mm. think it works. To the band's advantage in here, because Mm. you like it created like um, spark of the moment kind of songs with like who was there and who Mm. could do what, and I think it worked a lot in the in the band's favor. But and
3: I mean Rolling Stones, it's who cares band dynamics, all that stuff. But the fact that like they never kept a keyboard player on as official member is just like why? Because Nicky Hopkins plays all over this record, and he played on like 11 straight albums with them. Ian Stewart, who was an original Stones member, he plays piano on three or four of these songs. Um, who plays electric piano and organ on one is or it, two songs? Is it Billy, Billy Preston? Billy Preston, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: this is the first Billy Preston yeah. record where, or Stones record where Billy yeah. Preston comes in. And, and the and...
3: keyboard, like that boogie woogie bar rock, like even right now we're, we're playing a track and you can hear the little <laughs> plinky piano in the background. Um, the horns, like you mentioned, this is this album has a lot of that classic soul horns um, saxophonist Bobby Keys, trumpet player Jim Price, who played on, again, 11, 12, 13 years worth of stone stuff. Um, yeah, I just think this is them at their stonesiest.
2: Yeah. Oh, what's the name of this track? It's played in our headphones. You guys can't hear it.
1: I just want to see his face.
2: Yeah, this is like a great, this is like the most like psychedelic thing on here. It's like, but it's, there's oh, almost
3: nothing in the track. It's like...
2: It's like vocals. Like, ah,
3: it's like gospel ah, ah. spookiness. But yeah, the, yeah.
2: That's the thing. It's like gospel spookiness. I This record yeah. is... I think it's not as instantly rewarding as Sticky Fingers, but f- more fruitfully, you know. Sure, yeah. Yeah, once you get into it. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's a. I mean, this is my
1: favorite. One. Yeah, it's really... So would you, this is your favorite Stones album, this one?
2: Yeah, like hands down yeah. my favorite Stones yeah. record. Yes, yeah. all day long all
3: day long i've only only listened so now i've i listened to it twice this week which means it was the fourth and fifth time i ever listened to it (laughs) possibly so i can't really say it's my favorite um but like i said earlier sticky fingers which is my favorite has i would say two songs that i just kind of skip all the time sister morphine sister morphine um is moonlight mile on that album yep sometimes seems, i skip that oh, see, dead flowers my, is that on that album
2: dead flowers and like, in, in moonlight and i love dead flowers as a tune but yeah. like for me it, that one sister them. morphine are yeah. like the bummers on that record you mm. know i don't know
0: mm.
3: whereas this oh. um i enjoyed it and and it's a double album it's long but it's like an hour and 10 minutes long it's like whatever it's
2: this is a very dual, current albums double, double are album. yeah speaking yeah. of which we'll talk about later
3: yeah
1: <laughs> double album. Um, yeah.
3: So I would say this is a very good album in my estimation. And I would say even only listen to a handful of times, this is now right there, neck and neck with my favorite Stones albums. Yeah.
1: Yeah, same here. Uh, i agree to that.
3: The drumming always sticks out to me on the Stones. Yeah. Ch-
2: what a loss. Charlie well, Watts is one of right. the big... I Charlie know.
3: Watts, but also Jimmy Miller's songs, the the songs that the producer played on, just that... I don't know, because it's... it's when you play a beat that's duck 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 you to to say that swings it doesn't make sense because it's metronomish but like there is a humanity in it and there is a a bounce and a groove in it so it's really good
1: did um did they did they do like in terms of recording and stuff because i'm sure you've probably watched more you know footage and and whatnot did they do the uh the ringo star thing where they would like deaden the the drums with
2: I mean I'm sure I I think it's more like haphazardly with the Stones cuz this yeah. was recorded with the Rolling Stones mobile recording unit which was yeah. used on like t- at least like 150 different records right. check yeah. out that list on Wikipedia very fascinating um but uh, this was recorded in a château basement it was like I think anything was anything yeah. whatever they had yeah. to get get going so
3: and the classic yeah. Glenn Johns of the far kind of far miking the drums you could the hear the, the room on a right.
2: lot of it like uh especially on like I mean uh Shake your hips when it's mm. just the you could like hear, you could hear that whole, mm. and you know, yeah, th-
3: this stonesy effect. What song is this? Uh, this one is
1: let me see, here. but that Hold Leslie, let it loose. that Leslie
3: style guitar oh, thing it, yeah. that's on loose. two, three, four of the songs on this that yeah. have that, that Leslie guitar effect, yeah. which is really let classic stones. This
2: song is another mm. like killer, like late Jagger, like really Jagger heavy, mm. yeah. and then, like the later side of the record, mm. and ugh, like all of these are like killer, like. <laughs> put on a mixtape for your girl kind of shit like yeah. it's they're good they're yeah.
1: good right on well so happy 50th birthday to exile on main street
2: and a celebration of tax evasion
1: and the celebration <laughs> of tax evasion yeah they're
3: still out there on the road yeah raking in 25 million dollars a year touring <laughs> <laughs> evading those taxes to this day yeah
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, right on. I mean, on.
2: the Stones were def- Were on the run from 1970 onward. They were like literally exiled yeah. out of their own country. A bunch of those yeah.
3: bands in the 70s.
2: Tons but of them. But England had, during Ridiculous that time, ridic-
3: like 70% of your money was going mm-hmm. to taxes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. 50th anniversary of Exile on Main yeah. Street. Give it a listen if you... Uh, Two thumbs up. If you haven't yet, you know, I was, like I said, I was kind of, um, I kind of dragged my feet to get around to listening to it, but um, it's worth a listen. It's mm-hmm. definitely worth a listen. So sit down with it, enjoy it, and savor it. Um, all right. So let's take a quick break. A quick commercial break. A quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more, um, you new know... New music. New music news. New music news. Well, well, well. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone, to get in the garage, the music podcast. Oh, the for music lovers. <laughs> we're not uh, we are the now. We are the wow. music podcast. I
2: thought shake it up. I thought you wow. know.
1: Okay. Um. So okay. it, we're the music podcast
2: when we come back from the break.
3: Oh, okay. Yes,
1: we've, t- <laughs> we've established. <laughs> uh so it. uh we've had two. Like we did last week, we've got two uh, more recent album releases that had been released this past Friday. Uh, The first of the two that we're going to cover is the new album by the band Dead, spelled D-E-H-D. Not to be confused with The Grateful Dead. Don't ever confuse it with The Grateful Dead. (laughs) Because
2: you will be sorely disappointed Uh, on both ends for both bands.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a a thin thin record. It's 13 songs, but it only comes in at about uh, just over 32 minutes long. It's called Um, Blue Skies. Yes, Blue Skies. It's got like a butterfly sort of hand-drawn style Mm -hmm. on the front cover. And uh, Dead was a band that I initially had first heard of because I had subscribed. Subscribed? Subscribed? Uh, to um, Infinity Cat Records had a uh, cassette club that you were able to get cassettes. I think it was month every month or every couple months or something like that.
2: Yeah, and uh, Dead was one of the bands featured, yep. and yep, yep. Uh, they, they I think it was actually their first release ever. Um, mm. was on that. Yeah, what was and the name then, of that? And then um, afterwards they released a couple other ones um, which I. I bought a cassette of theirs. Their second release on Felt Something Records. I can't remember. Yeah, that. 2016
1: was the first album, I believe. It was self-titled, just dead.
3: Yeah, I think now they're on Fat Possum Records, maybe.
2: Correct.
1: They they're are. a okay.
3: they're a indie rock trio from Chicago, Illinois. Yep. Um, made up of singer and bassist Emily Kemp, uh, guitar guitarist and vocalist uh, Jason Bala, and drummer Eric McGrady. I've n- I've known of this band for um, a few years now. Um, because I lived in Chicago a couple of years ago, and uh, Emily has a Instagram page with a big following. It's Magic Tatty. She uh, does cool tattoos. Oh no! Very way. cool. Yeah, nice. yeah, check it out. Very cool. Very I'll cool. Check it out. Yeah. On. Unique style. Um, not and uh, so yeah, she she started posting more and more about her band, and I started listening to them, and I was like, oh, this is cool. It's kind of like. Um, hipstery indie rock meets like kind of that post-punk from that like new order cure kind of era you know very very early 80s kind of sound drenched in reverb that kind of surf rock stuff yep um the the drummer eric plays his drum set is like straight up a floor tom a tom with a like a, a middle tom with a snare on it and like a six six uh electronic pad 'cause a lot of the beats are
0: yeah. there's no symbols on, on anything. Right.
3: Um, or if there's symbols, he has it programmed on the electric kit um Jason's guitar is very um warbly he doesn't I thought he used a trem bar to get the like kind of sound, but he must be running through like vibrato pedals and stuff, yeah um, I to get that, that too. woozy kinda whatever, um and Emily's voice is very uh singular and it's very. Kind of that that girl power, um, late 80s style of kind of punky but melodic and
2: riot girl influenced, right, right. definitely, mm-hmm. I, but like not sh- screaming at all by mm-hmm. any means. Yeah, but yeah. um, I the, yeah yeah. Right. So no, uh, like jumping into the record. Um, so the their last record, which was Flowers of Flower of Devotion, um, they you know kind of like the same like Mm -hmm. kind of the same um flow of the band like a kind of like another step forward but kind of the same vibe um their melodies on this record are really really great um the songs are overall anthemic in Mm -hmm. nature Mm -hmm. um they all have like a good like shouty thing Mm -hmm. or like positive affirmation in them um I like th- the melody of them is really, really fun. Like you said, this, there's a lot of like surf guitar. Mm-hmm. If there's a guitar on it, it's like really reverby. Um, all three members sing. So you kind of get like a fun like garage rocky Beatles thing going on. But like not the Beatles at all.
3: Like especially on choruses, they like all sing in unison. Yeah, Yeah, and then like
2: like the drummer has one song that we were talking about. uh, I think it's called Clear, or it was called Hold. Hold, hold. Was the song the drummer sang that you said? Mm -hmm. Um, And that one was like like um it was like you know, like dollar store new order. And I don't mean that as like an insult. I mean, Yeah, like
3: like a bed of synth sound yeah. and then like electronic drum beat and then him singing.
2: Yeah, like- and it's like, it works really, really well because like in the vocals are more like on that one, they're more like flat. But then um the ones that uh the singer Emily sings are like really, really like, like exciting mm-hmm. and going for it. Um, Like Mike just threw on right now, the single Bad Love, mm-hmm. which is like, it's definitely has like the Lady Gaga bad romance, like, mm. like even just like an attitude. Like, obviously, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Mm. Um, I described this whole record like a baby bottle pop that smoked a cigarette, because um, <laughs> it's got that like yeah. it's yeah. it's the overall vibe of it too is bratty. It's got like a right, bratty right. mall thing going on about yeah. it. Like, it's hard to it's yeah. hard to pin though, which is also like the strength about the record that it's hard to.
3: Yeah, that like what I, what you could say is a simple sound, but simple makes it sound like it. There's not much thought or whatever. But I just mean like it's 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 pared down. It is the essentials. It's the simple, like the very bare bones drum mm. beat, just the dum 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 type of bass, and then like kind of yeah. guitar and singing over. It's like and every song is in a similar mood. There there are some of those synthesizer. Based songs, but um, I see every review I see of it is like this is road trip music, and it's like, yeah, it's probably on every Spotify like road trip playlist right now, the like, generated yeah. playlist.
2: Yeah, like the song, like obviously still playing. Bad love is such a, it's a great single. Mm-hmm. It's like a pocket mm-hmm. song. It's got a great chorus. It's like who cares what she's saying in the verse. Like mm-hmm. it's anthemic as shit. Like it's it's good. And then it's got the don't bore us, get to the chorus kind of thing Mm -hmm. going on. Even this outro where she's doing the like, that's like a second Mm -hmm. kind of chorus thing. Um, I love it. It's the whole album works. And the other great single on year two (laughs) stars um, (laughs) is like another tune where it just works really well. And it's almost like the AB of those two singles together. Bad love and stars. This one's like more, um, I'd say like, a. uh, like glitter rock kind of thing, uh, yeah. glam. That's what I was trying to say. I didn't really mean to say glitter, but uh, like glam rock kind of thing. But it's garage rock, glam rock thing. Mm. Yeah, and it's also got like a B fifty two Z vibe. I just yeah, I, that idiosyncratic oh, yeah.
3: type of vocals that are just like they, it's singing, but it's so much of of their natural voices in the singing. Mm. It reminds me of like Jim James from My Morning Jacket style of singing. Yeah, because it's like it's speaky singing. So it's almost like has that twangy realness to it. They did a great um, KEXP session maybe a week ago where they, I think they played four or five songs and that trio sound of like, does this band, this band sounds exactly the same live as they do on this record, which 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 I think is a great strength because that's the point. The point is to go play it live and you know, they're, they're, they're indie like in a van touring the country Yeah you know 250 days a year type of thing and yeah
2: yeah. this is like a record too we wanted to shout out because like it was something that we all kind of naturally saw this band like progressing because Mm -hmm. you're familiar from location and us just from kind of like just following them naturally and um it's great to see them like really like being mm. a big band that's like touring and we wanted to shout this album out like if you're this is a great indie record if you're a fan mm. of indie music if you're a fan of rock music dance music summer I like music summer. Very music. Summery. Yeah, yeah. This, this album works in many levels. Um, I just wanted to shout out some more uh songs in here empty in my mind. I really really mm. loved it was like grungy and like 90s like Moody Kurt Cobainy, but like not like but like light tea of that but like again not an yeah. insult. Um, so I thought that song was really good, and then uh, Palomino I also thought was a really really good song. I don't know what that means or what that is, but um I really liked it. It worked well in the as a chorus. Mm-hmm. He just sings it, and again that one almost has the same flavor as Empty in My Mind, but um like really '90s throwbacky. I loved how moody it was. Um, I mm. I really liked this record a lot.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Right on. I'm the odd man out. I was a bit it, I went I, hard on that I
2: speech, but yeah. You know. It
1: took me yeah, it, it it took me some warming up. I feel like there's in terms of my own personal taste and stuff, there's there's some highs and some lows for me personally. Um but I I I do love that kind of like warbly guitar, that surfer mm-hmm. rock thing, those kind of like single note guitar lines yeah. kind of thing to like that kind of takes up the space. I feel like there's a lot of like i feel like a lot of the things that's driving this music is more on the rhythmic end and then like Mm -hmm. the guitar is just kind of there to support and create like fun textures Mm -hmm. and kind of create it's uh, that creates more of the mood yeah this fly is killing me um but uh it it took me i haven't even noticed it was (laughs) right around his mouth that whole time (laughs) um So, yeah, you know, um, I did like Empty In My Mind, too. I I like the more upbeat thing. I would say if I do have a criticism, it just – I would say that the thing that – and not necessarily criticism, but the thing that threw me off was that I found that in some instances the vocal delivery I felt like didn't match instrumentally what was happening in the way where it's like sometimes the vocal delivery was a bit more on the intensive side, more moody, more sort of in your face, sort Mm -hmm. of the shaking your fist at your face but the the instrumental aspect of it was like, a little bit more sort of yeah like kind of lazy
2: like, and stonery
1: lazy and stonery, right 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 not stonery in the you know i not, I, uh, I, not in the way that i no, i should say people, i in the dreamy type of sense right, dreamy right if you right, listen right, to this right. you'll, you'll know what i meant by yeah that. yeah yeah so um i definitely think it's a solid record it's um you know what i revisit it uh, you know maybe to try to you know give it a couple more chances i think for sure it's not something that i would just like totally write off by any yeah. means um but... But I definitely, what I started doing was I started going back into their back, not that there's many albums that precede this record, um, but just to kind of get more of a reference point, I think it was that I thought I remembered liking this band, I misremembered and it was not the band that I thought that it was. Because, you know, you get the Infinity Cat cassettes and, and I had quite a few of them and I just, I had them mixed up, I had it mixed up for something else that I remembered really liking. Um... So I did I did misremember. So I think maybe that kind of was a factor playing into going into just listening to this album as a whole was where <laughs> I thought it was going to be something else and it wasn't that thing. So I was kind of like, oh, this isn't what I thought. But then I listened to the 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 first album, which was the one that I received from an Infinity Cat. And I was like, oh wait, that's right. That's what this was. So I think it was it was there was like a souring of it just up front because I thought it was something that it wasn't. But then like going back and re listening to it and stuff. You know, not my favorite album, but I think it's definitely a solid album. And I think it's a, it, to me, it sounds kind of like it could be uh, like the soundtrack to a coming of age film. It's like a
3: John yes. Hughes, John Hughes type. If this, in, if this was in
2: if this was the you know, soundtrack like be, to like a modern Juno kind of movie no, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah right exactly
1: that's what I'm that's what I heard when it's I got listened it's to just this. got
0: so much character this
2: yeah. album has yeah. character yeah the span and, and
1: I think the the three singers too there's the, it gives enough vocal variety where you're like, okay cool because it's almost kind of like and I think maybe that's why I think it would work well as a soundtrack for a film because you have a f- strong female lead singer, uh, the drummer has kind of this own distinct voice. You know what I mean? Uh, the guitar player has his own sort of voice going on. It almost kind of gives you this different perspective that I think would translate really well as like a soundtrack to a film, like a like a young person coming of age style film, because it it gives this sort of like feeling of like different sort of perspectives and different kind of like textures and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, all in all, I think it's a solid and this, record. And
3: this is not this is music that's like being pumped by Spotify and billboards and stuff like that currently. And they're getting written about in all these magazines, but these are people our age and a little older. So this isn't like a band that's all 21 years old. These are all people in their mid to late thirties. Right, with, and they're a hard working that, band, man. Yeah. They're
1: you know they, they, like like you said, man. They're they're like in a van touring. You mm. know what I'm saying. So like you know, there's there's a certain point where you have to look at a band like this, <laughs> and not you know they're contemporaries right now, and and who's getting pushed more in terms of uh, popular music and stuff like that. Like this is a band that's earned that kind of stuff just mm. from effort and, and and you know and all that stuff. So you know,
2: scale one to ten, will you rate it?
1: Uh, Be honest I mean I'll go 7 7 out of 10
0: you're, you're going s- seven. I think your seven, seven out of I'm ten
1: giving... is more of a
2: six out of ten. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I think it's more of a maybe. four out of ten. And that's what I think maybe, too. But I'm
1: just trying to. I'm just. I'm if just answer honestly. If you I'm think it was, playing, you, no, it was a four because for you? It was a four for Tell us the truth, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just because, like, this is my thing, man. Is that just because I didn't necessarily connect to it doesn't mean that I don't think that it's like an effective album in terms of I what it that, is that they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 So maybe a personally maybe like a five to a six but sure. for the effectiveness and i think what they were trying to go for i think they accomplished it very well yeah. and i think it's a very well made record i think it was yeah. engineered well it sounds really good uh, i think they're talented musicians and stuff so for that i'll give it a professional they have seven. nice parents they okay. have nice parents they have a nice van
3: um <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying a seven um i enjoyed it and um yeah, good summer music, and it's good music like uh, "Flower Devotion" and "Blue Skies." You put them back to back, and it's kind of just following the same progression, um, which is not a bad thing. It's like, give me more of what I like.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I would give this. It's an eight for me. I mm-hmm. think it's. Yeah. I like. I like the whole vibe of the album. Um, I could play it. It's. Mm-hmm. It's like ear candy for me. It's a yeah. really. This is my kind of
1: record. Mm-hmm. Eight. Right on. All right. Well, there you have it blue skies from the band dead give it a listen tell us what you think drop a comment did you connect with it did you not connect with it you know let us know give us a rating you know your rating give us your rating um okay so next up We've got...
3: Oh, with the exhale.
2: (laughs) The exhale. So I'll I'll intro this
1: one. All right, give it to us, Luke. I
2: think I'm probably like the Wilco guy at this table. So um, I do like Wilco. I'm a fan of Wilco. They released their um, new album, Cruel Country, um, last Friday. um, And we listened to it. It is a mammoth of a record. I believe it's 22 songs. It is... uh, Nope. uh, Sorry, 21 songs. It is an hour and 17 minutes. Um... One of the longest records I can even think of, um, like really, I mean, I mean it's, long, it's it's up there with like oh, the, some of the lo- It's up there with some of the longest records. It's like an hour, it's an hour and twenty minutes essentially. Is
1: it as long as the Mastodon album? Yeah,
2: no. no. No, <laughs> or the new t-
3: or the latest tool album. <laughs> no, it's but, like twelve minutes. But, but shorter. For, I know, but, but I know but what you're trying to say. Though, in that category yeah. the, of twelve
2: right. minutes shorter, man. Like, what's another ten minutes on this thing? And also,
3: already- not to get into as a negative, but just honest, it felt like a long album too because I listened to it and I got to where I'm like, okay, yeah. And I looked at the thing. I was like on song eight of twenty-two. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, because because this this is a band of dudes who are. They're straight up. I think the youngest band member is fifty, yeah. and the oldest is like N- Nels Klein, is probably sixty-five years old. So these Whoa, are older dudes. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that was, he's yeah. A, he's a decade older than anybody else in the band. Mm. Um, so it's it's it, and it's Wilco. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of temples like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So it's and it's it's that country kind of twanginess and that uh like pedal steel. Anytime you hear pedal steel, it makes the song feel twice as long because <laughs> it just has that like mm, kind of feel of it. Like, well, Rrrr. to that point of
2: Wilco too. So Wilco is uh, the Jeff Tweedy project essentially. Um, it's formed out of like his '90s band Uncle Tupelo, who hmm. was uh alt country if you ever hear the phrase alt country it's specifically born out of the jeff tweedy projects and so i think uh this was like obviously something i think when he formed wilco he avoided that um to make like a straight up like pedal steel country song yeah yeah. um and this album is the first like alt country record he's made since being in wilco i mean a lot Mm. of the stuff is tinged alt country yes we do understand but yeah. this is the first like forward of facing sure. since his yeah. days of like inventing the genre of uh what we would call alt country today and i'm to be straight like as a woke dude i'm I, this record did somewhat underwhelm me on mm. some level yeah um it's really long which is uh, obviously we said that but um the other th- the heartbreaking thing is about it is it's long and then the other thing is none of the songs are specifically bad so mm. you have this thing where yeah, you're, right where you're listening to these songs and they're you're just like okay but they don't really kind of like flavor all that differently mm. from one to the next sometimes yeah
1: there's a lot of like sort of this redundant kind of feeling with this album where you're like uh,
0: well. At least if for your me. opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah.
1: yeah. I'd say for me, in, in that sense, where I'm just kind of like, okay, this is just kind of like the last song, but all right. So <laughs> you know,
2: for me, that's how it kind of <laughs> felt the first time I listened to it. Yeah. On repeated listens, the lyrical content becomes more mm. fruitful yeah. on every single listen. Yeah. I've probably listened to this six times, and I said it's an hour and twenty minutes. Um, I would recommend listening to it on shuffle. Um, I don't like the run order of it it seems to me that it's kind of like um, it starts off with more of like um, country um, like American um, critical kind of thing and then it kind of switches at like
0: um, birds without a uh,
2: tail that kind of thing and then it kind of has we have another seven minute song on here which is I'm gonna have to find real fast because I want to know the name of it Many Worlds is that the name of it? Yeah,
1: Many Worlds is the – that's the one that's got kind of like that Grateful Deadish yeah, outro to it.
2: That So like mm. at that song, Many Worlds, That's for me is like the break in the album and it like gets really jammy. And then after that, it really, really picks up with like some of like what I think is better – like more – or not better, but just more like upbeat tunes like Falling Apart Right Now is like a fun country ditty that like mm. could have been like way more placed – like well placed up front to like yeah. give it kind of more of like a character of like but- – of lightheartedness because like the that song's like you can't be the one falling apart if i'm falling apart like we quit in the relationship but it's kind of made like a tongue-in-cheek kind of like fun song um and then like the just those kind of things the fun of the back half of the record the tongue-in-cheekness the lightness of his like relationship and personal um You know, uh, personal things. Like in one of the songs, he like even talks to himself. He's like, "Hey Jeff, like man, we can't be doing that right Mm -hmm. now." Like, and it's really like sweet to hear him like reference himself in a song and like really be like the forward-facing character as opposed to uh, "I'm an American Aquarium Drinker," which is like, you know what I mean? It's really like, um, it's like a loaded like metaphor like Mm -hmm. in itself. And then like these these times, he's being more like facing with himself in his audience he's saying i am jeff i will tell you about my family life and me and like a little bit more you know what i mean um and that's where like the back half of the album had all that like sweetness in it where like i I, I did agree with like a lot of his like you know like that um what was that line in cruel country the uh title track uh mm-hmm. i love my country um just like a boy. You know." Uh, and it's like, I love my country, cruel and stupid, uh, red, white and blue. It's like, you know, it's heavy stuff in like the first half and, and then like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But that line is like that song is great. It's just it's a heavy tune to be. Yeah, there's a mean? lot of heavy
1: tunes on here, though. To be
2: track two in an hour and Welcome 20 minutes.
1: Welcome to Wilco. Oof. See, I'm a, I'm a, Will, I'm a Wilco <laughs> novice. Sure. You know, yeah. really. I mean, I I love the album Star Wars. I remember when that when that came out and I I listened to that album. That was 20, uh, 20, 20, 20, maybe. Uh, 2016 maybe. No. 2016. Was it 2016? It definitely uh was. 2015. Oh, that's was close. Um but yeah, other than that, I mean maybe a couple of albums. I mean, sorry, maybe a couple of tracks off of uh Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, which was mm-hmm. like the big record, but um but yeah cruel country i you know i was talking to luke about it though the other day uh and we were talking about it in the way that's just kind of like you know ode the joy came out in 2019 this album of this year you know we kind of keep coming back to this kind of overarching theme which is just like you know what we're, we're seeing now is kind of like these records that are coming out the sort of like post covid <laughs> album Mm -hmm. you know and um and maybe that's why it was just such a chunker of an album because it was you know what i'm saying like he it was written during those times Mm -hmm. and and in some regard it feels like it was written during those times you know
2: also just want to note about this record too it's um
1: i was about to note. keep going
2: it's played live everything on this record is played live for the most part yeah
3: and this is the first album that the band actually like played together since sky blue sky which was like 2007 maybe um yep so you yep. can hear the, because a lot of my Wilco problem is, yeah, I mean, good good songs, good sound, but like it kind of sounds like Jeff Tweedy solo songs with like let me sprinkle in a dash of Pat Sanson on guitar or or Michael Jordan Jorgensen on keyboards or John Sturt's going to play bass, but like he's going to play so low in the mix you're not going to know it or Glenn Co- Glenn Cochi who's like one of the most inventive just top-notch drummers but I'm but his drumming on this song is going to be so minimal that it like almost doesn't exist um Nels Klein who is like a guitar virtuoso like this avant jazz country and a lot of Wilco albums it's like put 10 seconds of texture on this song I I enjoyed this album because it does sound like a full band is playing and um I don't know, this, but this is music for grown-ups. Like, that's why I'm... I. I the first Wilco album I got really into is their... I, I think it's their second album, and it is also a double album. album. It's called Being There, which yep. is... Before this album, I think that was their most country-tinged album. And uh, I... That was dudes who were 30, 31 years old making an album, and this is dudes 55 years old making an album. It's just very different, but... Um, I think it's great great music it's just very it's just very low energy and subtle and this is like the music you put on if you are having you have a barbecue you play your high energy stuff during the day and then you have a campfire set up and you're just talking with your friends and roasting marshmallows and you have this on as good background like where you can still key into it but it's it's mood music like this it's beautiful this is great this is yeah but also um, I, this I, I i listen like l- i listen to this shit at 8 30 in the morning and i was like
1: <laughs> oh i made that dude i made the same mistake i was driving into I can't work do this it's gonna make my whole yeah, day just, don't do this on your yeah. morning drive this no, album this is, is not a morning is drive coffee album. on
2: your day off start your morning. if you're having like this a is morning, do it
3: in the morning this is 9 p.m or later <laughs>
1: see i felt like i listened <laughs> to this and i was it like It does
2: have that great Late night, subtle by yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's why feeling. I love it. Yeah. This this song we're listening yeah. to too tonight's the day is probably the most like Wilco-y experimental right. song where they use the full <laughs> band, but like you're you're right. It's it's a late night. It's like you're listening to the lyrics, enjoying yourself before mm. you go to you sleep. It's yeah. like it's you know it's chill out music, and you yeah. got, it's it's pay attention to me music because it's or if you're going to. You could put it on subtly, and it just it'll float through like you guys said, completely mm-hmm. fine. And you'll, but if you're gonna get into it, the lyrical nuances are very subtle, mm-hmm. and it's very much yeah. like you had to pay attention to the turn of phrases, um, things like that. But um, there is great lyric lyric turns. Yeah, that's on a, this whole. Throughout that's throughout great this whole record. The yeah. songwriter and his voice.
3: Yeah. He sounds the same as a 55 year old guy as he did when he was 26 years old. Right. Like he has that eternal youthfulness in his voice. Um, Yeah, I think it's a great record
2: compared to the my morning jacket record that came out like last fall It is leaps and bounds above that and I think it's like Mm. a way better record than that Um, this is like a Wilco record for Mm. Wilco, but um It's a good record. I think it's just one you got to take time with so if you want to take the time It'll be there to take the time with Mm. if you're not patient with it um, I will give you the quote from the Rolling Stone review that I sent to Mike. This is how I think Michael feels about this record. At this point, listening to Wilco is more of a pastime than a passion. It's like fishing or watching or watching youth sports. If you like it, you can do it all weekend. If you don't, the level of tedium can become almost psychedelic.
1: So there you go. Yeah, I it, feel like
2: it's that was a really great sum up of this album. If it's for yeah. you, it's for you. If it's not, yeah, it's not for you. So it,
1: to me, it feels it feels like a fall album to me that as well it feels like a fall but but like beginning a fall because i like what you said where it's just like you have the campfire and all that kind of thing going on for sure for sure but like you know just getting into sweater weather this tune is really good on yeah this th- this song is good what song is this let's just give a shout out for people uh all across the world um but yeah like just getting into sweater weather you know what i'm saying like you're having a you know you're having <laughs> like a little fire you know and you're kind of listening to this you know but also like Jeff and I had agreed on not,
2: not,
3: not really. an eight a.m. You you texted me at like seven fifteen and you're like I'm listening to Wilco album. Somebody kill me or something because it's yeah you can't you can't start your day with no. this. Well, what's no, worse was I,
1: well, I was riding into work right yeah. and listening to this on like a rainy morning uh, too, and I was yeah. just like, oh, this was a bad idea, you know. Yeah. But it's context. It's all you know what right. I'm saying. It's when you get your hands on the mm-hmm. album. So, um. But of course, masterful songwriting, you can't argue that. You the, know what the, I mean? Like amazing songwriting. The
2: other thing too is like what I said to Jeff before you even got here is I'm more of I'm a big I'm the biggest fan of Wilco when they're making an art rock record mm-hmm. where they're throwing paint at the paintboard and seeing what sticks and like mm-hmm. mixing this and that and I like that I'm at their craziest mm-hmm. when it's like noisy as all hell. That's my favorite Wilco. So this being a very confe- uh conventional um bass drum guitar laid back affair
0: yeah
2: is probably where i wasn't as excited to generally listen to it but they're all killer tunes um yeah it's know? very
3: mellow if i was gonna sum this up in one word yeah mellow, mellow. It yeah, is, well said because that countryness man that it's still it's shimmery and shiny and it, it has a a life to it but
2: and to say it's country like, yeah
1: you
3: just listen to it for yeah. 10 seconds and you're like
2: and to say it's country too it's like
1: it's, that telly twanginess with the slide it's guitar very Bakersfield R- country it's right. not like California yeah.
2: yeah it's not it's not Hank Williams at all no So no. it's another just Chicago a, band actually recorded at oh, the Loft yeah. in Chicago you're damn right another yeah. great
3: Instagram page to follow the, I believe the tag the, the page is the Loft Chicago and they put up all the okay. collection of instruments that they have. Yeah. Woko
2: has one of the greatest, like, yeah. Japanese guitar, like, weird guitar mm-hmm. collections and pedal mm-hmm. collections. And yeah. Yeah. I
3: respect right this, on. the live in the studio na- nature of this, because you can tell, other than, like, yeah, feels... other than some harmony vocals and maybe, like, a couple guitar overdubs, it sounds like everything was recorded in the same room. And yeah. So it has that, like, it seems like it could have been made in 1970 type of sound. Right. Yeah. Um,
2: check out Tonight's the Day. It's one of the, like the artier record songs mm. on here. It has like yeah. that great guitar thing, and to mm. have known It's Done Live is mm. very interesting and Niles wonderful. Klein, he's crazy, man. Oh, what a great um, guitar player. He's a player. genius. We'll, tal- he's Wilco's secret weapon. Yeah. Wilco wouldn't uh, be around yeah. without it.
1: Yeah, my, just real quick to rattle off, because I just wrote down a couple of songs that I really did enjoy on the album. Uh, Falling Apart Right Now, we already named that one. Cruel Country, that's the second track. Yep. I think that's a great, that's a great track. Uh, all across the world. That's a really good song. Uh, Darkness is cheap. That's cool. It's got like, you like cool... that one. That was my least favorite song. Really? The whole See, record. I like the you horns. Know, like I like yeah. the like the the sort of brassy horns and the piano work behind it. Uh, I did like many worlds, of course, just because it, you know it's got that moody sort of intro with it's just kind of like like soundscapey mm-hmm. vocals and stuff like that. And then about halfway through, a band kicks in, and then it goes into like this Grateful Dead kind of jammy outro thing. I did enjoy that. Uh, A Lifetime to Find I really like that one too that's got like this upbeat sort of country-ish sort of trot and I like the lap steel work on that one and then uh, The plains, which is the album closer I did really like that tune mm-hmm. too because it has this sort of like uh, Mexican influenced kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, guitar work uh, on it that I really did enjoy as well.
2: I really liked. Uh, did you guys listen to uh, or like stand out Hearts Hard to Find? with My heart's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I like, I loved that. Yeah. Like, that and I, was... l-
1: I love his voice, dude. I, I do love Jeff Tweedy's voice. <laughs> yeah. It's so, really good.
2: Again, um, if we're going it... to. Ratings.
1: Yeah, let's hear it, dude. I'll let's... do a solid seven. I think it's a solid seven. Seven.
3: I say 7.5. If it had like three more songs that were up tempo, it'd be higher. But yeah. it's it just. 7.5 just cuz it is that subdued and sleepiness yep. character but it's beautiful and it's made by pros like guys who and a unit the band this band yeah. current incarnation has been together for i think 14 years so
1: yeah yeah right on luca
2: uh i think this is going to grow on me and maybe like mm-hmm. become like a more favorite yeah, but like i think it's 7.5 mm-hmm. i think the real seeker of this record is like years ahead and like nobody really might know it yet because I think a lot of the songs on here are really sweet and and Or like when,
3: I think when we are 45, it's going to be like, yeah, we can dig this more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right on. So there you have it. Cruel Country by the band Wilco. Check it out. Let us know what you think. As always... (laughs) Give us a like and a subscribe and uh, comment below and uh, let us know uh, what you think of this album, man. Also, real quick, uh, this record you said is the, the the vinyl format of it itself. It's delayed the release. Oh,
2: yeah. Right? I think it's June 18th. I don't know. I remember what the record store later like, Thanks a me. lot,
3: Obama. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Obama. Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> so, um,
2: yeah. Uh, I went to the record store to get it. I should have called. Uh, t- I actually went to get to the record store to get both these records. Uh, yeah. But I just... Uh, and said he got
3: offered a job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I did get offered a job.
0: <laughs>
3: giving reviews. Yeah, there you go.
2: Listen, can I just say? I'm,
3: She's like, young man, you're about to go into the senior year of high school. Would you like a job? <laughs> That's
2: exactly like, what it was. No. He's like, I've been I'm in this shit for ten man. years. Listen, never. Hope you like those Doritos, bitch. Never in my life am I in a co- am I the cool guy in the situation? Oh. Right? Huh.
3: Uh, I wouldn't say that.
2: I would say that <laughs> so like not good at sports so like you never yeah, I got yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing on it the one place I'm the cool guy mm. is the record store yeah and I like I, I know shit and like, that's I'm a not,
3: cool guy of cool guys because the there's cool, a lot of cool that's guys the guy that was, that's the guy
1: that was cool before it was cool to yeah. be cool so <laughs> to
2: get offered a job from the record store employee who yeah. is acknowledging your coolness yeah yeah. It was like a bestow. I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "This is." I was like, "I fucking walked walk out." <laughs> I walked <laughs> out of there with someone who was just like, "Man, you're real good looking." Like I was just like, "I was like, I do have good taste in music." <laughs> anyway, um, I say that all very jokingly. I know that yeah, sounds so very poppish. No, but no, but, you no. Know, it's all
1: good fun. We're all we're just having a good time.
2: To shade, to shade. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I know.
1: Well, until next time, guys. This has been getting the garage Love the music piece, podcast hair grease. For music lovers. We'll love Have, one another. We'll love one another. Have a good week at school. <laughs> we'll,
2: we'll see you next time. We'll co-see you next oh. time. <laughs> oh!
0: This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information,
2: and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com/podcasts